Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to episode four of Takes of Obvious Bozos. I'm Drew. Joining me is my co-host, partner in crime, director of artistic creation for the Strickland, SNY, VH1, and A&E, Zachary Blattery. Zach, how's it going? It's going great. Going great. It's at work all day. Made a lot of work for various clients, not including A&E and VH1, whatever those are. <laughs> See, exactly. So he, um, that's good. Yeah. You're, out there, yeah. you're out there being productive on a, on a Friday. Have to, man, have to. But uh, the Knicks play in two and a half hours against the marvelous Washington Wizards. Oh, It'll be wait. a clash of titans. So. Yeah, so Zach and I are recording on the 17th, just a few hours before the in-season tournament game. I forgot it was an NCAA tournament game. Wizards. And so we're definitely going to be, you know, watching the clock because we have very important things to get done. But that's okay. We're here now for you. And we're going to start up with takes from obvious bozos. But before we get to the, as you can see, I'm doing a really good job right now going, there we go. Look at that. That's how it's done. That's how you procrastinate. Before we get to the show, we need to discuss and talk about and promote our advertisers. So, you know, the last of the major league, the major pro sports league kicked off multiple weeks ago. <laughs> and this week, you can get, this week, yeah, you can get on top of all of your NBA action this season with Bet Online. You got the NBA, the NFL, college football, NHL, completely in full swing. It is going down. BetOnline is your number one source for waging news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at the fingertips for both desktop and mobile access for every sport. Anime. <laughs> That's staying in, baby, every single time now. <laughs> head, to, head to BetOnline today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Believe to receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts, and that's B L E A B E as the promo code. I don't think there's an E. There is no E. B L E A V. That is it. B L E A V. If you want to add an E to see if you get another code, go for it. I don't think it's going to work. But yes, put that in. Go to Bet Online. Put some money on the Knicks uh, Wizards. If you haven't, or, well, no, you can't. So whatever Saturday's game is, put money Charlotte, on that. Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. So hope if you're listening to this Saturday morning, put money on Charlotte. If you're listening to this on a different day, just, you know, insert whatever whatever team game, all that. The Wolves on Monday. Yeah, there you go. Wolves on Monday. Put money on that. 
And if you're not doing this, you have to be. You have to be following the Strickland on so many different platforms. On Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter. I'm not calling it the other thing. Um, we're not on we're not on TikTok. Just yes, yet. we are. We actually are, but we have no content on there. I'm oh, okay. So it's on, on TikTok, maybe. You want to yeah. get ahead. You can get ahead on the content. It's coming. Yeah, get ahead. Maybe it'll just be us on TikTok the entire time. Could be. It could be. So we'll we'll see. But follow us at the strict.land. And yeah, so we like him. Told you. You could be watching this on YouTube right now. So make sure you subscribe, like, all that good stuff. We got plenty of content coming through the throughout the entire year. The Strickland also has a Patreon, and the Patreon has tons of new content. For six dollars a month, you get access to the full video version of this pod. You also get access to our amazing Discord server where you can submit takes for the show, along with the Friday episode of Pod Strickland. That I was just recently on, mind you, so you definitely got to check that out. You get feature articles from the professor himself, Matthew Miranda, and invites to private events throughout the season and discounted merchandise. We not too long ago had a watch party, and it was apparently popping. So keep that in mind. And then for $9, you get access to our new NFL show called The NFL Show. Strict, oh, Strictly NFL, right? I should have. I butchered that, and I don't care. With Jeff and Khan, you also get even more perks if you subscribe to one of our more elevated tiers. So there you go. You ready for the take, Zach? So ready. So the great this time, I I got everything prepped, and Zach, because last week I didn't see any of the takes. Last week and the two weeks before, I was the yeah. one who was getting the house in order before. Yeah, exactly. So I was not looking at six. So this time. I got everything prepped. Zach has no idea what you guys submitted, and he's going in blind, so I can't wait to see it. So we're going to start off right off the bat. Two related questions, right, from Rusty Spoon and G-Bank. So we'll start with Rusty Spoon. Tibbs is keeping IQ off the bench so he can win sixth man of the year. The Knicks won't start – this is from G-Bank. The Knicks won't start IQ this year because they want to help him win sixth man of the year. Zach, where are you on this? Uh. Maybe there's somebody telling him that. They'll be like, hey, pal, you got a chance to win six man of the year this year. Like, you got a real chance to do it. And it's like, oh, you're also not starting thing. You know, it's like a compliment for him. It's like an encouraging thing for him, mm-hmm. a goal for him to reach. But, you know, there's part of him that I'm sure wants to start. And I'm sure there are people on staff who want him to start too. But it's just the 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 way this roster works, I can't really see. I, although I would love to see a sample size of like Brunson and quickly starting together, which would be fun. And I thought, I mean, there's a chance we get that tonight if Grimes can't go. We haven't gotten injury news on him yet. It's questionable, I think. And I, also, there's a chance he like starts hard at the two at RJ plays. I, I can't a wait nightmare to scenario. I can't wait to see how this ages. That that may break. Like, our, we'll probably get lineup news during this pod. We'll so find it. We'll find we'll it. Get the live reaction. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, whether Tibbs is keeping IQ on the bench so he can win the award, that would be a low IQ because oh, no pun intended. It would be a low intelligence move. To do that because he's he's a great player and should be uh, playing as more as many minutes as possible and with starting lineup as much as possible. I actually so here's what I have. I think it's a good take. It's not hot, yeah, but it's medium because it does involve some sort of level of conspiracy thinking. <laughs> the idea <laughs> that like they're purposely doing this, but um, but let's just say let's go ahead and just say that they are. I think it's. It's really not a bad thing to me, right? Because like, you could still get starter minutes coming off the bench. That was basically J.R. Smith when he won sixth man of the year. So, 
like quickly could do that. I mean, he's probably at some point does like you said, he probably does want to start. Yeah. He's point. mentioned he said it to the media before he's like, yeah, oh, so like well, yeah. I totally get that. And that's gonna eventually I think will eventually become something a couple years down. But if he's racking up like six man a year awards and he's playing like thirty minutes and closing out games, and also like not only closing out games with, with the main lineup, but like running the offense through quickly, which Randall and quickly did in that win in Atlanta. So like it was beautiful. Like, Right, so like I, you, I don't think you can complain too much that he's coming like in this specific moment, coming off the bench. The Knicks are in conspiracy mode; they're giving him six man of the year. Like it's 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 not that bad of a gig right now. But like again, we'll see. Right, like we'll see where that goes. We'll see how it affects the money. We're gonna, we'll see. We'll see how it ages. But like I think it's the, it's a good take. I like the conspiracy in nature, but it's a little medium because. He does have a shot that would six man the year. Like it's yeah. it he's like the favorite, probably. So our next take is from our beloved Jerry Garcia. There exists a coach somewhere on earth who could coke consistent effort out of Julius. Where are you on this? I actually think that's a pretty cold take. Okay, there. I was okay, I was gonna argue the cold take side, but I'll let you do it and I'll go the other way. I I think okay, first of all. Maybe I'm giving him a little too much of the benefit of the doubt. But the season we saw from him last year, aside for, <laughs> for like a handful of moments, and it was a small handful of moments, mm-hmm. which for him is insane. Like, it, you know how many moments we've already seen this season, the season before last season, and mm-hmm. you know, his whole career. I thought we got a pretty consistent effort out of Julius last year, right? I mean, am, mm-hmm. I, am I remembering the season wrong? But I thought we did. So, like, if Tibbs is that coach... There's definitely a, a coach better than Tibbs out there. I could, we all know that. So, I think this is a pretty cold take. Uh, there is definitely a coach out there who can get it out of Brent Julius. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with it. In that case, I'm going to say it's a hot take, a flaming hot take, because Julius Randall has been all NBA under Tibbs. So, no, there isn't a coach who can coax more effort out of Randall because we've seen this is the best Julius Randall and he's played under Tibbs so therefore hot take well this take doesn't have like an asterisk that says can't be Tibbs it says there exists a coach somewhere on earth who could coax coax consistent effort out of Julius Tibbs is a coach that exists somewhere on earth (laughs) okay okay fine so there, he, unless James should go back, resubmit his take, and then put a little italics <laughs> asterisk, except Tibbs, then it would have been hotter. But all right, wrong. Young Pavardi's take is Giannis will ask out within the next two years. <laughs> so he just signed, right? Like they just got Dame, but it's currently like not looking too good. But we he also, think he didn't sign like a five-year thing. He signed like a. Two year deal, right? Am I or am I no? He's not like a five year deal. He's on. He's on like a. We're gonna. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna double yeah, check. I, I'm probably and, totally wrong. I'm probably totally wrong. I think he's had a, a massive deal. But that's okay. We'll look it right up. But do you think that take is hot? Um, I need to hear about this contract before I tell you. Because if he's locked up for like five seasons and he asks out in the next two, then it's a pretty hot take. But if he's if he's like locked up for three seasons and then the two sounds like more feasible. Mm-hmm. Regardless, though, even if he's locked up for like six years, I would I would say he asks out in the next three years. Two, play- two, two feels pretty warm. Two he has a player option warm. in twenty twenty seven and twenty eight. 
So that's okay. So he's there for a while. He's there. Yeah, two years is hot. Three years is where I would be at. So mm-hmm. saying two years is pretty hot. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely on the hotter side. Uh, I I would love for it to happen though. Oh yeah, it'd be awesome. We'd be on. The I, list I would love 100%. for it to uh, happen. We we definitely should keep an eye on it because even though I do think it's a hot take with you, like what if the like what if the Dame stuff does go south? Right, like it's no, not. I, I believe it's that. not inconceivable. Yeah, it's I, we're like we're all giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like it's oh, it's going to take time to get them together, and basically, like we'll find out. But, um, we'll see. I, I I would love for it to happen though. Me too. Vintage Randall Cat Season shared a tweet for Tommy Beer. He the tweet is worst systems of all time: Turbo Graphics, Nintendo Wii U. Sega Dreamcast, James Harden, Commodore 64 game system, Apple Bandai Pippin 7, Atari Jaguar. Zach, do you know any of those video game systems? I know James Harden. And I know <laughs> Nintendo Wii U. That one, I never had it. I never had it, but uh-huh. I, I remember the ads for it, and I remember my friends having it. But I don't really think I ever played it. So, besides James Harden, it's the only system I'm familiar with. Um, that's that's absolute that's absolutely amazing. Um I the for me I know I've heard of the Atari Jaguar, but like the other stuff I don't really know. It's like this is definitely I know all these. No, so like most of the most of them were 80s video game systems. The Dreamcast came out in like 97. It came out like just after the PlayStation and the Nintendo 64, and it was like light years ahead of like everything. And then, like, the PlayStation and Xbox came out, and everyone just, like, caught up in the hype for that. And it just kind of, like, missed, like, just, like, completely missed the boat. But it was a great video game system. Definitely, like, one that I had. That was, like, where 2K first, like, started, like, first started on, like, the Dreamcast. Like, 2K, NFL 2K. Do they make NFL 2K, or did Madden just completely? Did they ever make NFL 2K? They might have. Yes. But no, I know I, Madden no. has had it for a while. No, no, no. You, there's no might have. I know they had NFL 2K because I had it for the Dreamcast. There you go. So you didn't even know about that. Yeah, there was two, there was NFL 2K, and it was I liked it better than Madden. So, and then do you like it better than James Harden? Oh, much better. See, that's what sort of thing. The idea, like the Dreamcast, like worst system, like that's that's not. Even, I'm not even going to say a hot or cold take. It's just a bad take from Tommy Beer to even throw it into this conversation. Like Dreamcast was great. And if you don't think so, you your ally is Tommy Beer. Do you want Tommy Beer as an ally? Wow. Your fault. Your fault, guys. Rusty Spoon has I'd rather trade for Lamello than Zion. <laughs> What's I, the deal with Zion? Like where are we at now? We, as in both, just me and you, or the collective. Everybody, the collective. Is he playing? Like, I actually have not checked in on the Pelicans. I should have, but uh, he's. I know he had a weird quote. He was like, "I'm, it's, I'm struggling to buy in." Is that what he said, or something uh, like yeah, that? Yeah. So Zion, yeah. Uh, not too long ago, was like, "Yeah, I'm still like struggling with like trying to <laughs> buy into." I also think it was funny, whatever it is. But like, no, he's yeah. been playing right. Like, he's. 
he didn't play like two games this season so far, but like he's been like he just played a couple days ago. Like so. I do think it's interesting that we had that Griffin quote from the summer, which was like the end of the summer. He said this. He said this during camp. He was like, Zion's really making the steps. He's this is the first year I've seen him locked in on the uh on the on like the health thing. Like he's really taking care of his body, all this stuff. And he made it seem like, oh, we're we're getting this, we're finally getting like locked in Zion. Mm-hmm. And now we're like nine games into the season. I think he said this. I'm yeah. struggling to lock in. So, like, that's just, like, sounding alarms for me. I mean, I'm sure he's been great on the court, too. I just have not checked on the Pelicans. Okay, so... so like, I actually I saw a clip of him dunking, and he just had no lift. So, okay, so here's, like, so here's the thing. So, a lot of people are have been saying that the athleticism... Is it gone? ...is down. And just looking at the numbers, they're not, like... They're okay, right? But, like, he still can't shoot free throws. He's still not shooting three-pointers. He's... Not getting, I like, I haven't looked at like deflections or like charges or anything, but like, he's not getting stocks mm. either. And he's not getting, and he's barely getting, uh, re- I mean, he's fine rebounding, but like, you want him to be a better rebounder. Yeah. So, like, so you're saying, like, you saw a clip, like, if the athleticism is a little bit gone, he's not, bought, a lot. right? Like, he's not bought in. If, like, I feel like then, obviously, I think you go, Lamelo. I mean, Lamelo's pretty good. So, like, I I think I would also do that. So, I don't think this take is actually yeah. hot. I would also do it. And also, I think the price for Lamelo might be a little bit cheaper. For maybe, maybe no. by a hair. No, I don't think so. No, I, I think, think there's like I this think, weird thing around Zion where he's just. I don't think so. I think I think the book is almost written on him. Is it really? I be- well, I, could, I could believe that too. Right, like if he, he, it's been five years now. Right, yeah, and he's like, like still complaining. He's, we're talking about buying yeah, and working and stuff like that. Like, like I get you didn't want to go to the Pelicans. I get it, man. Right, you're still there, pal. Like it's, but like you signed the extension. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what you 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 want. Like I get it's life changing money. I'm not going to ever begrudge someone. But if you're going to be like, I'm still trying to buy in after signing a contract. Like it's, that's tough, man. It's tough. All right, we're going to have – we have two takes from uh, Ronnie from Hell's Kitchen. You ready for him? We're going to go for the first one. Having prioritized pull-up shooting, the Knicks are set are set up to crush traditional drop coverage and pick and roll. Uh, having not prioritized elite passing, they're vulnerable to more aggressive coverages. IQ is showing that he can be one of the teams uh, – be the one – to beat them all, and he should be the primary ball hander more in Pickers, even with Jalen Brunson on the floor. Hot, not hot. Where you, where are you on that? Not very hot, but it was beautifully said. It was all true. I agree. Everything, everything he said is stuff that's been preached on all of our content ever in the yes. past like three years. Yes. Whether yes. it's Prez, Schwinn, Stacy, you, me, anybody, Everyone. Jeff. Anybody. Yeah, like. But I think we're uh, we're seeing a little bit this year that seems to be trending in that direction, which is great. They seem to have, like, prioritized the pass a little bit more. You start to hear about it, too, from the coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think quickly he's just pulling up. Uh, uh, like, when they're in drop coverage, he's, just, he's pulling up way more often. He's kind of settling. Yeah. yeah. I, I think in the first game, he really was showing that. Or the first couple of games, he was doing that more often. He's getting mm-hmm. to his mid-range back, too. Sometimes he's coming off the screens a little bit more and doing that, which is great. All of it's great. I mean, he's passing. Everybody's doing that stuff. But in regards to his take, it's – a great take. I would love to see quickly be the one who can beat all the coverages and be the primary ball hander in pick and rolls. It'd be great. I think so too. I don't think it's that hot. And we saw it not that long ago in the in the Atlanta game. 
We'll see if yeah. it happens like tonight. Well, tonight, tomorrow, relative to whatever you're listening to this. But like we saw, we like we saw it in the Atlantic game. That's exactly what it. Brunson was on the court. They were kind of they were kind of like doubling him up, just trying to get the ball out of his hands. And Randall took control and basically was like, "No, quickly's going to run the show." Basically, and he quickly did and won the game. Was a big reason why they won the game. That quickly so, Randall two man game, that quickly Randall yeah, like, and roll. It's always been a great piece for us, and yeah, we just it haven't works. like it hasn't been the top of our tool drawer. So I know, I like and, to it's, see it more. and it's really good. And I Jalen Brunson's three point shooting, I think, is for real. So okay. like, yeah, having like you have to respect it. So he's gonna. So he has gravity in and of itself, and then like Randall has his own gravity, and you have quickly now who can be all the coverages like in just in terms of offense it would work great especially if you could throw in like rj into that mix to close games especially the way he's been playing so like i think the spacing and just kind of what the what you can do and what the defense is going to give you it makes more sense to probably close out games that way obviously if like brunson's on a heater right obviously right brunson if like right because like if he's hitting those mid-range shots just like just it's over let him cook so like but it's also good to have like two ball handlers in these situations. Just like mix up the offense, change things up. I, I it should be the way to go. So even if he quickly is coming off the bench, like unless Grimes is like hot, 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 like quickly should probably be closing like every single game, like the game especially tight or whatever. Like it should be, it should be the case. Yeah, I agree. So and then. Ronnie's next take is Grimes isn't rushing his shot. He brilliantly made his regular shot as fast as humanly possible so that if he does have a tiny shooting window, he doesn't have to speed up. Ooh, Ronnie with a nice conspiracy take. Um, that's a take. I think, I, I think he's rushing a shot. <laughs> I think there are shots that he rushes, but for the most part, I think he's actually gotten better at that this season i mean we've only seen such a small sample size but he definitely was rushing his shot a lot last year and a lot as a rookie which is natural like these guys are just coming to the league doesn't have that rhythm set yet i think he's doing a little bit of a better job this year and i do think his release is pretty quick and it's like it's being rushed pretty easily and certain times it's definitely being rushed but i i see where he's coming from here he grimes is a pretty brilliant shooter wouldn't surprise me if he did it all intentionally you know I mean, sure. I, it feels a little conspiracy to me, so I appreciate. I appreciate that. No, I think it's a hot thing. I don't think. I think he's rushing a shot. I think there's times you can just see that, like, it's rushed. I don't know. It's just kind of hard to explain. Like, we're on like an audio podcast, right? So, like, well, there isn't a non-audio podcast, but you get what I'm saying. Like, we're on a podcast. Yeah. We're on audio form. We can't re- like. I would have to like almost like show you and just be like, "This is rushed versus this is like his thing." <laughs> Yeah. Right, like I just I do feel like he's rushing it when it's right though. His motion from just catch and shoot and to rise yes. into the jumper and yeah, pulling. Yeah, yeah. Oh great. my god, it is so beautiful. It's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I, but he's settled down a little. I need Grimes to uh, to do a little more, like dribble. Did you see him try to dunk on somebody? On try to dunk on on Yeko Onkongu in that Atlanta game. He attacked the closeout and tried to dunk on him. He got his shit blocked. It was a highlight block. <laughs> but listen, I was encouraged. I was encouraged because he he tried him. He really went up. He wanted the poster. He wanted the clip, and he couldn't get it. But more of him. RJ has been trying to do that for years. RJ has been getting clips, getting blocked his whole first three years. So if Grimes wants to try that, go right ahead. 
I do like that RJ is the one guy in the team that is looking to poster people. Finally. I, I mean, he, he'd been doing that for a while. Randall had, like, a little moment where he was trying to do it for a little bit. You remember, like, yeah. he had, like, three in, like, a two last year, which was kind of weird. I know. Him. He did. It was fu- it was really fun to watch because, like, I don't want to. Yeah, it was awesome. But, like, RJ is, like, the one guy who does want to uh, yeah. want to dunk on people. And I, I that's one thing I do appreciate about him. Even if he's getting blocked and he's not finishing his layups, the man's going for posters. Yeah. Which... To me, it's probably the most important thing. He's always going to get fouled, unless there's a bad ref. So That is true. Villanex has, Randall will lead the team in assists to Mitch. That's a thing he's been just spamming lately. Maybe a little too much. Who, Randall spamming? Randall. Randall has just been like passing up open looks under the rim just to dump it off to Mitch. Or he's missing the guy who's open in the corner to give it to Mitch. I like him giving it to Mitch, and most of the time it works, or Mitch can throw it up and Randall gets a rebound, or Mitch gets a rebound, or someone else flies in. I think there was one where he gave it to Randall. Uh, he gave it to Mitch, and Dante flew in after or something. But mm-hmm. it's a little too much. Randall, you could get your shot off. You could kick it to the guy in the corner. I just want him to make the right read. I mean, we've been saying this for how long? Just make the right read each time. It's not the easiest thing for him. But will he lead the team in assists to Mitch? He certainly could. I don't think yeah. Brunson passes to him as much as he could. RJ is probably the only threat to him to, to like eclipse him and assist to Mitch. Maybe, maybe quickly. No, it's RJ is really the only threat. So I think Randall has a good chance to do this. Therefore, it's a pretty warm take. And I'm trying to see, um, just in terms right now, like the stats. Are you, can you look at that in synergy, like assists to each player? Yeah, they have it on a on NBA stat as well. Okay. So I am pulling that up right now to see. Um, Passes two. We're here. Let's get into the totals. Um, let's see. Mitchell Robinson. He has there's an eleven to him. So I mean, potentially. Oh, you know what I should do? I should go on actually Mitchell Robinson stats to see who he's getting passes from. There you go. That makes more sense. See, guys, we're, we're doing this live. And with you, while we're doing it, Randall does have the most right now with seven. It's probably where this take came from. So, so yeah, so it looks like there's there. He, so the, he has the seven of 14 of them, you said? So he's half of them? Yeah, I know. He had a, I think he had 11. So he's uh, more how than half of them. No, it's or I, seven, 10, 11, 12, 13, it looks like. So he's got yeah. about half of them. Cool. Yeah, that's a good take then. Yeah, so it that could be the uh, the case. So our next take, and potentially the last one of the free one, we'll see where this goes. Guys, we're getting re- doing a little cue here. Young Pavardi has, the Knicks are better off trying to moneyball their way to a title than making a superstar trade that guts their depth because depth is more important than it's ever been in the league. Yep. Cold take, but I think this is true too. Unless you could like get the superstar trade done without totally like emptying the clip of your assets, which I think is possible. We've got a pretty deep basket of stuff to play with. So I think we can it is true. I think we're able to maintain a certain degree of flexibility even after you do the first star trade. Which is why people have been preaching for a while that there's a chance we can do the two star trade thing at once or pull like a Kawhi PG Clippers twenty nineteen thing and get two guys in the same midnight extravaganza. So, 
So Schwinn and I were talking about this on Pod Strickland, folks. If you are I haven't listened yet, if you haven't well, listened, no. stop right now. Go listen to that, and if you're still not a patron, right, go to Patreon, become a patron, so you can listen to the full episode of Schwinn and I talking about specifically this, and we and it really does stem from this idea that the Knicks are looking specifically in the stats for margins. And we've actually seen that very much so for the past couple of years and what they're done. And kind of like, especially I guess us at the Strickland is something we've discussed, at least myself kind of talked about with how the offense is going. Like they focused big on the short mid range area, right? Like quickly's floater having Jalen Brunson now on the team, that relationship to shots closer to the rim maximizes offensive rebounding opportunities and like all these sort of things and like these are little margin stuff where they're able to increase the amount of times they can get a shot attempt because there's a basic correlation between the more you shoot the more of a chance you are to score points and the more points you score the more you have a chance to win the game right like very very simple mathematical stuff and they're looking like in the margins and they recently did that with and you could kind of saw the um, where the rumors were for the players they were interested in. Paul George was one of them. We connect an OG and an OB to uh to the Knicks as well. And those are like high deflection guys on defense. And if like one thing you notice for the like a lot of the Tibbs defense, it's always like bend don't break type of philosophy. For a team that does that, you you want some turnovers, and the Knicks don't really turn over. Uh, teams that much and the way to get turnovers is deflections right it's something as simple as like you getting your hand on the ball OG Ananobi great deflections guy Paul George great deflections guy they brought in Josh Hart like through the trade you know and Dante DiVincenzo great deflections guys right and then you're seeing now that their deflections have gone up not not drastically but like they were last in the league in deflections, dead last last season. Now they're bottom ten, closer to like the middle of the pack. So like like twentieth. I forget exactly where they were, but we'll see. So like that idea of all right, let's do these little things, and that's what the Knicks are really doing. And as you saw, like it works. I think at least it works, right? Because like they made the play, like they lost in the first round to the Hawks, which is disappointing. But they made the playoffs, had a disappointing year, recalibrated. Then got to the second round doing this, right? Doing depth, doing the little things, and they're adding on to it. Like, given the amount of like picks they have, young players, this is the way to go. Like, I I don't think they need to rush any of the superstars. So, like, if they want someone specifically, just wait for that person specifically, and you don't need to rush things. Like, I I, I I'm with you. Like, I think it's a cold take. Um for us at least, there's probably Knicks fans out there who are like, this is flaming hot. You got to get the superstar. And that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the cool thing right now. It's like all over the internet is just who's the guy when it has to be this season. It can't. Right. Some of the reason my reply is saying they have to do the deal in the next year and a half because Brunson's contract expires. I, yeah. I don't think they I was have like, to. I, I would, yeah. Like, do you think he's leaving? Do you, yeah, he, do you think there's some threat? He's going to leave. Like, 
I guess you have to. You're gonna have to pay him, and like the price goes up, and you 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 lose some wiggle room in the cap. But yeah, that's gonna happen. Like you could still do the deal. Like they're like, have you not looked at these other teams that just make deal after deal after deal? Like Phoenix, who their and Golden State, and all these their payrolls are like fucking essays. Look at these things. So it's it's yeah, it's wild. I don't think you need to force it. We saw a team kind of force it with like the Nets, right? Yeah. With Durant and Kyrie. Failed miserably. They they didn't do trading, but like they kind of forced it. Cleveland, you can say Cleveland forced it. You were already going to say there you go. I was going to say like Cleveland, depending on how they do in at least like this year and next year, right? Like you could argue they forced it a bit. I'm, too, ready, to, I'm ready to write them off for the next two years, bro. They right? forced like, it. <laughs> I'm scared. Right? Like, like let's be honest. Like there's there's still Donovan Mitchell rumors to yeah. the Knicks. Like <laughs> every week. Right, like he's still connected, and would you be surprised if he's like, "No, I'm just going to sign with the Knicks in free agency," and then we could be like, "Okay, so I mean, we'll have the issue of like the Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell backcourt, and like, is that good defensively, or whatever?" But it would be in effect Donovan Mitchell over Quentin Grimes, and you're like, "Oh, okay." So like problems at that point, like yeah. So like I, you could just be patient, like don't. I don't think you should force it. I'm also someone who's just not big on like, like to me, like unless you're like, I know certifiably like you are like a top, you can win a championship player. I don't care. Yeah. Right? Like I don't care about like Randall for towns, for example, it's, it's basically the same, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It'd be like, Kind of like how like the Mitchell trade was. They were like trade RJ, trade quickly, trade Grimes, trade all the picks for Donovan Mitchell. No, <laughs> no, he's what? not that guy. Like, and the Knicks knew that. The Knicks were like, "Dude, we're not doing this." Yeah, like I'm not doing that. Like people wanted to like trade a bunch of picks for like Dejounte Murray. No, uh, there's probably fans who want Zach Levine right now. No, right? Like I'm not trading everything for these. To me, at least, like marginal star type guys. Like it has to be. Giannis or Jokic, and if you like, those guys aren't available. It's like, okay, they're not available. <laughs> the Knicks got to the second round, and they look promising. It's not like they could have beaten the Heat. They didn't, but they could have. They're not that far off from the West, the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, let's we don't, no need to rush. And that will conclude the free portion, guys. Go Patreon right now. You gotta rush over there, get in the six dollar tier. So you can listen to the rest of it because we have a lot more takes and there's a lot of good stuff that you're missing out on because of it. But shit out of luck, unfortunately. Sorry. See you until next time. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.